because real life sucks ass, this is Keep of the Geek. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did another two-week break. This one was definitely could not be helped. Nope. Because your geek here got called in for jury duty. Yup. Um, the way they do it in the county we, we live in is normally what they'll do is they'll send us, you'll get something in the mail, I'd say about a month and a half out, maybe a something little Something like that, yeah. And it tells you you've been selected. What you need to do is you need to call this number starting 7 o'clock on a, sat- on a Sunday, and it will tell you whether or not to um, show, show up. up. I, this time, got a um, I got a text message the Friday before we were starting. So, you know, it would be the, basically the week that my jury duty is set up for. Saying, to show up at the Justice and Administration building. Yep. For jury duty. Well, at least to go to picking. Yeah. It, it, unfortunately, the case I ended up getting, because I did end up having to do jury duty, uh, was a rough one. It's not pleasant. Not in the least bit pleasant. We don't need to go into the specifics here, but it was not pleasant. And so there was no recording. Yeah. Uh, well, it did take, uh, to give you a, a, a little bit of what happened, it took three days for them to pick a jury for this trial. And both the judge and our DA that was in charge of the case both said they had never had that happen. We were a we were a um, we were a pool of sixty when we started, mm. um, and we came in the next day because basically they pulled it. For those who haven't done jury duty, and this is the way it is, basically they bring all of you in at once. You walk in, and there's the DA, the defense attorney, and the person who is charged with the crime. Then the judge basically thanks you for your, your, you know, for being here, starts to read the charges. Then from there, each of you have a number. And the, basically from there, the two attorneys start asking que- general questions. So they ask you these questions and they can be, they're, they're all related to the case. I think oh, the one that knocked me in the teeth, though, kind of maybe gives it a little bit away. Was do you believe that you can lo- that someone can love someone even though they hurt them? Eee. Yeah, mull that over while you're sitting in a room with sixty strangers. Oof. Yeah, that uh, that one sat there and actually made me think for a little bit. Even after they asked, the, you know, you know, uh, after it was answered, it was just yeah. And it did fit the nature of the, the of, of the case, and I think that's, yeah, because that yeah. was a prosecutor's question, and it was like because that was one of the one of the things they were kind of going with. The, it took a it took a week and a half. Mm. It was very emotionally draining. Um, you can I mean you can you can attest to how I came home almost every night. Yeah. There was a lot of cuddling. Um, but to keep going, basically we were 60. And when they got done with the questionings, the 14, when they, when they piled us in, first 14 people into the room uh, were sat in the jury box. The rest, we were sat in the gallery. So once we were done with all the general questions, they sent the everyone but the 14... Uh, that were in the jury box back down to um, where jury assembly. And we sat there for a little bit until they said, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and let you go because of what the time was. And they told us to come back, you know, so we could take our turns. When we came back the next day, there was another 30 hmm. waiting to, that had been picked for our case. So there was 100 people. Wow. They really had to whittle that down. Yeah. It seems they were having trouble. I could kind of, you, it was one of these things that once our my fourteen went in because we were the second to the last or the first to last, however you want to say. There was one other group behind us. Mm-hmm. 
you could tell by the way the 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 two attorneys were because basically what they do is you then go in and then they will ask you questions based on your answers to kind of dig a little bit more on on what you you know what how you answered in the general because they're trying to whittle down who they're gonna you know who they're gonna pick the one I was interested to that I did answer to and no one but I wasn't answered for it said do you know anybody who works for the DA's office yeah and I have someone that I've known since she was 15 that works for the DA and been working for the DA for a long time yep who I had to wait until after the trial was over to see oh <laughs> man they tell you that when you're on the jury no one can talk to you Mm-hmm. And you are, and you know, we were having lunch breaks and stuff. We were eating in there. They had a little cafe there that had places where you could get like a sandwich made. You could get they had like a little deli, a little hot food place where you could get like burgers and, and fillies. And they had like salads and stuff that were like pre-made. You could just grab and go. And yeah, oh no. These people barely look too eye-tight at you if you have that yellow tag on. <laughs> you are a pariah. Yeah, pretty much. As I made the joke in the in the, uh, in the jury room, it was like, you know, when we were talking, you know, we could finally kind of free talk a little bit more. And said, yeah, it feels like, you know, they might as well just slapped a big little letter A on our, uh, <laughs> on, on our, on our clothing. Yeah. No, uh, J. Jay, yeah. <laughs> well, I was making the scarlet. I know, but, reference, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely interesting to finally kind of get the, basically to see it all in action. It was very interesting. There are some of the things that are kind of like in the movies, but you know, or the TV shows. But then again, it's, it was a lot of hurry up and waiting. Hmm. I have TV flashbacks every time they went when they had to go and confer with the judge because she had like a white had had to turn off all the mics so there was like that mm-hmm. TV fuzz that white noise that was <laughs> playing over the speakers that the judge was was I, it was very funny there was one point they tell you you know you have to have your phones off mm-hmm. in fact once they start deliberating they take everything from you if you. It, uh, phones, laptops, even smartwatches. Um, you are completely cut off. I, in fact, I don't know if you noticed there was a folded up piece of paper left on your laptop at one point with a phone number. Did you ever see that? No. I forgot to tell you what it was. That was the phone number that you needed to call if you needed to get a hold of me. Uh, I never even saw the paper. I threw it on your laptop. I think that'd be the one that's the one place you go to first when you get home and when you get up. So I missed it. Okay, well, it was over there somewhere. But yeah, that went to the judge. That was the phone that they use for in case someone needs to get a hold of the jury for you know a jury member for whatever reason hmm. when our phones are off. Okay. No. Not that you need it now. No. But the phone went. The phone went off, and you could tell the judge was pissed when it first went off. Then she, then they realized it was one of the jurors accidentally turned off to turn off her phone, and, and they tell you the phone is off. You mm-hmm. don't even turn it to silent. You you turn the thing completely off. And those phones could sometimes be hard to turn off because you think you've got it off, but it hasn't gone all the way. And you right, because they're not they're not technically supposed to be turned off. Right. That's how smartphones work. But yeah. But her phone went off. But when she realized it was a member of the jury, her disposition softened a lot. Mm. She really, I mean, she seemed to really, I mean, if it came to the jury, she was making sure we were comfortable as much as we could be. Um, in fact, there was one part where we were going really late in the night. Well, I didn't get home till after six on most days. And that one night it was. I After get, oh, eight? I, yeah, oh, it was almost nine. We got to stop and get nine, gas yeah. and get something to eat. Because, yeah. But they did a whole thing. If anybody needed coffee, and they were making coffees out of, I think they had a Keurig somewhere, and they were making coffees, and the... Why <laughs> did <the, laughs> your phone stop dinging? Shut up. We're at home. You're not the judge. You didn't silence your phone before we started recording. Eat a dick. Eat those chalky dicks. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever gonna get that. Nope. <laughs> I think we've lost it, didn't we? Yeah, I accidentally deleted it. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> things no, we're happen. We're not going to explain it. <laughs> yeah, things happen. Basically, she went, and she actually came from behind the bench and went and grabbed, like, creamers and stirrers and stuff for us. And she was like, you know, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be on this side of the bench, but, you know, she was just trying to help out. and it was <laughs> Yeah, that's a good judge. Yeah, it was... It was it was an interesting like I said and I'm still I think I'm gonna be a mo it was it's something that happened in our family that that it, that I, it, it shocks me you made that jury because of it yeah but you know. I think the unfortunate I think it was the unfortunate case of I uh, was some of the last people and the way they were talking they were. Desperate, De- desperate, and they were getting a lot of the people saying, "Yes, this 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 incident has happened in my family circle, or has happened to me." Mm-hmm. And there was a poor girl next to me that when oh, they started yeah. reading the trial, she just she uh, bolted. She, no, 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 she, she didn't, didn't bolt. bolt but there was someone, somebody else. Bolted. Someone towards the, like in the fifth in the in the late fifties or or number sixty, they read charge number one, and she was out the door. Mm-hmm. And there were twenty-one of those things that they were reading off. Black. It was, but it was hard. Luckily, right now I am on vacation. Yep. And I am trying to get my mind straight. I, we're going to have hopefully a house full of people uh, the Saturday before Halloween, mm-hmm. and we can you know purge. Yep. So, and speaking of Halloween, we have something we want to talk about that we finally got to see. Oh, we're, yeah, it's it's time to go back to that now. Well, I figured we always tend to have the wrestling towards the end of the... Yeah. So, so what was it? Uh, oh, we got into... We happened to be on a channel... When Ghostbusters started, the original, the original Ghostbusters. We we were we were watching. What is it they call it now? It used to be Family. It's free. Oh, it was Freeform. No, yeah. And I think we were just. I think we had just trying to see what was coming up, and we heard like the first couple of notes, and I was like, "Oh, we know what movie this, this is. is." And we just kind of put the we're, control down, and we started watching that, and then it went right into Ghostbusters too. Yep. And kept seeing the commercials that they're basically after all of this they were going to go into Ghostbusters 2015. For, you know, <sighs> Which that's we the, had never seen yep, and it was the, like, well, it's neither, not paying money for it, so Right, because I've been want I've been want okay. We, I was part of the crowd um, that when I saw that trailer, I thought it was a very weak trailer. Yep. Uh, I wasn't trying to judge the movie on it. It was just... It, just, it was a very weak trailer. It was a very weak, weak trailer. And then I had heard from other people that Fahey's movies tend to have kind of weak trailers, but the movies turn out to be fairly decent. I was like, okay. Then they started all this, oh, you're just hating on this because it's women shit. Which I want to say this was the first movie that started, oh, you just don't like this because of blank. Yeah, and that just instantly made me not really want to see the film. Right. And then, as it was coming out, there were so many mixed things. A lot of people that we knew were like, were the best they could come up with. It was, it was okay. The most fairest thing I ever saw was I, I actually watched the review with um, the Nostalgia Critic. Ah, okay. Who had a very interesting, the way that the, the, way the, the review starts is him and the two people he normally works with in, this, in, the, in the thing, you know, the guy and the mm-hmm. girl, sitting around the table going, yeah, you see this? And they were going, oh, yeah, this is wasn't a great trailer. We're just going to wait until it comes out. And then it cuts to when the movie came out, and the starter yeah, the nostalgia critic comes into the office, and both his people are pointing guns at him, and they're both on the camps of how could you like this thing? It ruins, it ruins the original Ghostbusters, and the other one was over this. How could you hate this? It's supposed to be, you know, it's, you know, basically each representing yeah. the two camps, and then as it goes along, you have. Two groups come in. One, well, actually, three groups. One 
is basically Walter Peck character mm. who is on the this is affirmative action type thing and, you know basically doing that role mm. and then you had a priest over here where it was the church of the ghostbusters ah uh, yes yes and then they're they're battling it off and then there was a group of the men's rights and then there's they brought up you know, and now it was no what was it the first there was the there was the Church of Ghostbusters, and then there was the Church of Ghostbusters. There was a basically, I think it was like the, supposed to be the synagogue where they don't believe. It's not that they don't believe that number two existed. It just isn't their messiah. Basically, yeah, is like they believe Jesus lives, but he's not their messiah, and that's what they were doing. <laughs> and then they brought up the case of the Ghostbusters cartoon from the way back oh, when, yeah, the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Was the was the Church of the Latter Day Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. And I just remember one of the the, the, the men's right guys were over there. Ooh, they have a monkey because there's a there's yeah. an ape in it. And they actually bring in the a Ghostbusters um, group in Chicago, one of the Ghostbusters fan groups. Uh huh. And they end up spraying them down with ecto cooler to cool them down. <laughs> but, you know, basically they do that scene where they're trying, you know, in, in two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll link this up. I'll I'll find the video and link it up. And yeah, they end up spraying them down with ecto cooler. So I had seen this and kind of seen his review, and I was like, okay, well, I still kind of want to see this on my own, but I don't really want to go and pay for it. Mm -hmm. And so I kept my eyes on, you know, especially streaming, right? Because we had, I mean, we had. We had Mac at one point. We have Hulu. Right. We have we have all these streaming services, but none of them had yeah, Ghostbusters they, they, fifteen never, unless you you wanted to rent it off Amazon, right? Or one of the other services that you can rent you can rent the movies from. So I just wasn't going to do it. Nope. So here we are, finally going to get to see it. It's on pay TV, and I know it gets commercials, so it's going to be cut some. But it was a PG movie, wasn't it? PG, PG-13, I want to say. Something like that. And so there wasn't going to be a whole lot of cutting. You know. No, no, not for TV. And, and so we started watching it. And, well, there were plot points that I was interested to see where they might go. We didn't finish the movie. Mm-hmm. We couldn't. The stupid... The stupid. There were, I'm just going to say it. The stupid. My head was hurting. There were so many. It was, you could tell they didn't get the concept behind the original Ghostbusters. Oh, not just that. Well, well, you notice, you watch, the, and we had just finished watching Ghostbusters. And you get the, you know, the idea of, it was, it was, and, and not being as slapsticky as Airplane. It was a serious movie made funny. Yeah, the reason I chortled when he said the men's rights group. Yeah, Helmsworth's character. Oh my. Oh. That hurts. Oh god, yeah. Every time an explosion went off, he covered his eyes. Uh, His glasses don't have glass in them because they get so dirty it was hard to see through. You know, it was just... It was like they took the main character from Legally Blonde at the beginning of the movie and made her male. Or... I don't I don't know. It was... Uh, or maybe not that, but just... For what it, was, I, it was like a male valley girl. Well, it was... I think that what they were trying to go for is... The trope of how, even though it didn't happen in Ghostbusters, and in fact, Janine was actually... Very intelligent. Right. The woman stood up for herself. Um, but they were going for the trope of hiring the the blonde bimbo just because she has big tits and long legs. Except And in... making it male. And, and it's like... It hurts. It was it, it was part of what was making my head hurt. I was like, I, I it, can't take this. And a lot of the jokes just were like falling flat. 
the the whole idea of Megan McCarthy getting pissed every time she ordered from the Chinese place, and it's like, okay, if this keeps happening to you, why do you keep ordering from this place? Do you just want to bitch at the poor delivery guy every time he brings you stuff? Right, because knowing where they were, there's probably a Chinese place on every corner. Right. You can find a new place that will get your order right easily. Anyway. Um, just the idea of they have an entire video of a ghost basically puking on a woman, yet she gets thrown out because she believes in ghosts now because a ghost actually showed up. But she got fired because the video was on, and it's like, okay, if you watched the entire video, you saw what led up to her saying that, and you throwing her out doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Part of me still kind of wants to maybe go back. I'm not starting from the beginning again. No. Maybe pick up where I left off, because like I said... There was, a, there were, there was at least one plot point that did pique my interest. What was that? The machines that were some that were being used to summon the ghosts, and why? Uh, well, uh, the thing is, is I know why, and we kind of saw the dude, and the reason he was doing it is because he was bullied. That was the why he was doing it. Okay, never mind. It, I thought maybe it was some grand thing where he or there was some entity or uh, nope. He went from from what the all the stuff I've read is he was a poor uh, this guy okay. who had been picked on all his life. He was basically the Ghostbusters version of a school shooter. Oh, brother. Is from what I'm gathering is that I he guess was I doing was... all of this. Because well, because that was that whole he has a whole. We got to that point where we see him yeah. like talking to himself. But I, I, that well, that was what made me think maybe it was a, it was another. Um, like you were thinking, maybe he was could almost kind of like the Carpathian guy being from, he's yeah, doing from, this because from two. yeah, you know maybe maybe there was some kind of entity or something we just weren't being shown it yet. Okay, well no. then, never mind. I'm. Then I can comfortably be done. Yeah. Okie dokie. Although, and I didn't realize this because we had seen we had seen after uh, um, oh, what was the, the 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 official third Ghostbusters movie? Afterlife. Afterlife. Oh. I forgot that Ray had his bookshop already. Yeah, Ray and Coles. Too. I had forgot mm-hmm. that he had done that in two. And I was like, oh, okay, so he already had a bookshop. This wasn't something that happened. Yeah, this, it was an already established thing. Right. Okay. Yeah, I did remember that, but you know, I've seen Ghostbusters two probably about fifty times, and I still love it every time. Yeah, I guess we're some of the few because there are a lot of people that don't like Ghostbusters two for some reason. I, like, I like them both. I love them both, and yeah, and, and, and so does our nephew. Yeah, so does our nephew, and I'm like, yes, yes. So, yeah, for those who have seen the, the, the 2015 Ghostbusters, we got to about the point that um, the lady they meet that works for the... I wish I could remember people's names at this point. Because the thing is, is everybody that was in this show, that was in this movie, I have seen do funny stuff. Leslie Jones. Leslie that's her Jones, name. yeah. It was the part where Leslie Jones says, "Hey, I want to. I'm joining your group, and I got an uncle that can get us vehicles so we can carry all a vehicle to where we can carry all this stuff." But I like Megan McCarthy. I like Catherine. I think Catherine Bell was that her name. And I wish I could remember the one that was basically the girl with the Egon hair. Yeah. The and I love her. I've I've seen her stuff like on Saturday Night Live when she does her Justin Bieber impersonation, or the the um, it's the the support group of people who have been abducted by aliens. (laughs) I mean, all of these people are very. These were all very funny women. It's just just this movie, and and maybe I am tainted with the amount. Of shit they try to do. I remember it was a whole entire photo shoot with Fahey 
where he was just going around talking about how, oh, I don't think men are funny. Men aren't really that funny. Men are, and and basically, he was basically doing this thing as he was dressed as a clown, shooting with women, and it was just it and it and I and I think maybe, well, I don't think I was at this point. I was going okay. Let's see if it's funny. It's gonna be funny. I'll be the first one to tell you if I find it funny. Because I try not to listen to all these right, things. Right, right. We both do. I mean, I try hard not to judge a, not to judge a book by its cover. Right. And cause, because there have been times that I've heard stuff like that, and I went and watched it for myself and went, no, this wasn't that bad. Right, because you have that thing. Because I hadn't been, I didn't get to see it, but you watched the the, the Birds of Prey. Yeah. Movie, and you, I mean, en- and you enjoyed that to a point. I enjoyed it to a point. Well, you were at least entertained. I was entertained. I, I, I honestly think they could have given some of the characters other names because they really didn't fit the characters they were supposed to be playing. But they had their part in the movie. Right. And I'd probably sit and watch it again. It's right. just I, I have to turn my brain off and go, this is a different universe right. kind of thing. And Once I do that, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, for me, I can like I can look at, at like, let's say, let's say, like, Force Awakens. Hmm. I will point it all day and go, you know, Ray is, you know, is a Mary Sue. Right. But I still enjoyed the movie. I mean, I could I could pick apart a few things that, you know, here and there. there and it's yeah. like, okay. But then I got to the second movie. Mm-hmm. And every inch of that movie pisses me off. Yeah, that, that, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I think that's a big reason why we haven't no. seen Rise of Skywalker yet. Right. Is because we've still got it. I'm, well, at least for me, I'm still trying to get the taste of the other movie out of my mouth. And you're talking to someone who has Star Wars tattooed on himself. Who has been a Star Wars fan since I walked into that theater? I didn't get to see it until nineteen uh, till till nineteen seventy eight, uh, and it was still going in and out of theaters back then. That's how fucking. Po- I used to play Star Wars on the playground when I was in elementary school. Yeah, I had to be Princess Leia all the time because I was the only girl. But Princess Leia was pretty kick ass, so I didn't really, I wasn't really bothered by that. I didn't care about having to be the princess. Right. So <laughs> I try not to listen to this kind of stuff. I mean, I will read, just kind of see what's going on. Like I will put it. And I think we've said this already. We kept hearing online about how boring the first three episodes of the book of Boba Fett was. Mm. And we thought we, I was thoroughly, I, I really found it interesting because it gave Boba a reason to kind of be the way he was now. Yeah, I rather enjoyed it. And yes, I think some people were right about the beginning of, of Obi-Wan. It was a little slow, but that one picked up too and I enjoyed the ending. So, yeah. So we're, we're really not those kind of people, but I'm telling you, I don't normally will not turn off a movie. But we both were in agreement that we just couldn't, we couldn't go on any further. Just, just, uh, it was hurting. So, yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Because it was just, I just want to kind of see how the server get, because it's supposed to be a big dance number at some point. Mm. And, I don't know, it's just... Yeah. And I know they were trying to set up for a sequel because they had an after credits um, scene where Leslie Jones is listening to a tape record, you know, the 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 real to real tape, and goes turns to the girls and goes, "Hey, who's Zool?" Well, so, but no, I just don't think it would work in that universe. It, it it's too flat. Flat. Flat, yeah. It, it, it did feel very flat. flat. It, it felt too goofy. Yeah, there was that too. See, this is one of this is one of, always one of my problems when they want to do a remake of a movie that always makes me go, okay. Well, I think I brought this. And I have brought this up. It's the Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. Because a, a while back, before we found out there was a kids cartoon for the Rocketeer. Still have it checked out and probably not going to. They were going to do a sequel to the Rocketeer set in the same time period. 
Um, but I think they were going to replace it with a woman of color was going to be the Rocketeer because the original Rocketeer disappears. Well, I mean, you could make it work. I, my idea would have thought it would have been more interesting if you, like, flesh it out a few more, you know, like, push it from the 40s to, like, the 60s mm. and make the original Rocketeer now the the Alan Arkin role. Yes. Know, the, the builder, yeah. he's now taking on the, a mentoree. And teaching her, and they, and they think that is, could have been really the interesting. The thing is, is they set up for a little girl to take over because remember, at the end of the movie, that little girl that that hung out at mm-hmm. the thing was playing Rocketeer with her friends. That's true. And she would have made an interesting, you know, yeah, that could have been really to, interesting. You know, the sixties and the the, um, the rocket, you know, something comes up in the rocket, you know, the rocketeer is needed there. again, and yeah, um, that could have been good. You know, a Batman Beyond, basically, but with the Rocketeer. Uh, the only bad thing is that the Rocketeer has a very specific mood. True. It is a swashbuckling serial. Mm-hmm. It is in the same vein as Sky Captain, is the same vein as the Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. It has a very specific tone that works with this movie. And I don't think, in the way they make films nowadays... They could get that same feeling or would want to try to get that same feeling in that movie. Yeah. You know, which was why I was so surprised that we got Sky Captain and it was as good as it is. Well, Sky Captain was, is also 15, 20 years old now, maybe. Really? Has it been that long? Yeah, it's been a while. <sighs> in fact... I will look it up real quick. You just well, okay. I mean, I could I could run to the back and grab the DVD. Right, but I think we're right here and have to look. I know it's Oh, We like Sky Captain. <laughs> and I really would. Would you like to guess when it came out? And I wasn't that far off. Twenty oh three. Twenty oh four. So it is uh-huh. almost twenty years old. Well. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, but there's a certain tone to those kinds of movies. You know, that I don't know if today's media and cinema would be able to would would like you said want to. Right. And a lot of studios have their idea of what things should be and And a lot of this stuff is also being done by committee and you have yeah. to, it has to be a certain thing and it has to be a certain way and I just that's it a just, whole different. It, it needs, it's something I don't really want to get into on our show. Uh, I mean, yeah, but those kind of things, you know, the, the, those old serials that used to like used to be on the radio and stuff. They they just have their own. It's a genre. It is a genre, and it's it is one I know I enjoy. I was brought up on them, you know, listening in the car with my mom to the Shadow. Right. The Phantom, you know. See, I think that's the bad thing about like where we are today is because you know you grow up being we're both we're both Gen X at diff, almost different ends. Where I'm towards the beginning of Gen X, and you're almost right there at the end. Yeah. And almost some people would want to throw you in this stupid thing called uh, Millennial X or whatever it's called. It's, no, no. It, there's no middle. It's there is Gen I know, X. Or, I, yeah. I know what I am. Where we grew up with not only the stuff that we were listening, you know, we were being introduced to the, the stuff that was of the modern day, but, but there was a lot of you were still getting things that were older than you, that your parents and even your grandparents yeah. were more into, that you had access to. Um, old radio, there were, at times when I was a kid, they were still doing radio shows, old mm-hmm. radio shows, or even new radio shows on radio. They, you know, we grew up watching, you stayed up late, you saw reruns of, you know, well, at least for me, on regular television, this is even really before cable, Yeah, you'd run into the stuff like, uh, the court, uh, courtship of Eddie Father reruns, or uh, the honeymooners, or um, you know things like that. Yeah, this was even before like Nick at Night was a thing. Yeah, before, but during you know that was one of my things. I'd be home during the day if I were if I were sick, or even over the summer. And there'd be things like watching 
old black and white bewitched and I dream of genie. Right, because you had these UHF channels that that's what they could play. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you had TBS when you were growing up, you were watching Carol Burnett and and Andy Griffith along with wrestling and the Braves. And MASH. Uh, So much MASH. Channel 2 usually had at least an hour of MASH. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love MASH. Did as a kid, but there was a lot of MASH when I was growing up. And I don't know if it's not as available, although nowadays I think it is a lot more available to people if they really wanted to look at it. Because just looking at people, things like Hulu and Tubi, Mm -hmm. and the amount of stuff that's out there from the past you can watch. Yeah, it's there. Uh, But it's not, but I think what it is is because it's so much. And back then, it wasn't at, we weren't as bombarded with stuff. That's true. Even with cable, because cable, you know, depending on where you were, you didn't have as much. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was a lot of times where there was a lot of cable that was just shit. A lot yeah. of religious channels, a lot of, like, public information channels that just put up words on a screen to tell you about stuff. Yeah. You know, the good channels were few and far between. Because I, you know, I remember a time when HBO and Nickelodeon shared a channel that at about 6 a.m., you know, it was a, it was 24 hours at one point, but about 6 a.m., that's when Nickelodeon started, and it was all preschool stuff. Mm. Basically, the, for the kids that were going to be at home all day. Mm-hmm. Then, as the day went on, the 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 more mature ma- mature stuff, you know, mm-hmm. would go in. And then I want to say about five, you know, that then you know, because as you hit about three o'clock, that would you you start seeing stuff like the Tomorrow People and you can't do this on television and things like mm-hmm. that. Then about five o'clock, that's when HBO would take over and go on. And I remember seeing commercials for Nick at Night at one point on it, but it was like, you didn't realize it was a, a separate channel. Uh, but I think that's the thing is, we had access or saw stuff like the old serials that used to play in the movie theaters, so we, we were a little bit more educated on what Spielberg was trying to do with Indiana Jones and then going from there. Right. So that's I think that's also part of the problem is the ki- unless you have the kids that grew up, are growing up with parents that are showing him this stuff, they're not gonna get that theme. So they have to aim it more towards because mm-hmm. it has become, and I think this is one of the fallacies of it is they have to get that eighteen to to, to forty two demographic. How right. even younger than that? Oh, yeah, but the eighteen, they need to eighteen to, to yeah. yeah, eighteen to thirty demographic. They have to get it. Uh, they have to get it. They have to get it because they're the ones that are spending money and they're the ones that have the you know. And it's like, what about us? Right. So although we should be used to it, Gen X is kind of that that middle child that has been forgotten. <laughs> yeah. So. Latchkey kids were real people, (laughs) but I'm sure you believe you know that. Right. So that was the interesting thing about doing the the DragonCon panel that I did. Mm. Uh, So we're going to stop this at this point. I'm just, we're we're, we're not even going to do any kind of thing. (laughs) It is now time to talk about wrestling. Yeah, it's time to go to move on. Before we go into what we're, you know, the main topic of what we're going to talk about is PWI. We we did the, the top. We did the top list before. For the, yeah. for the men. Which, uh, for some reason, Willow Nightingale was on. And I still haven't figured out what happened with that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> moving along. They finally, they've come out with the 150 top women of 2022. And I only have the top 10. And I'm not going to go look for the big list right now. But I, I'm, I, I've kept it away from her because I wanted to see... Because there is a certain thing that, that jumped out of out at me that um, wasn't in the original on the men's list. Okay. And I want to see if you can kind of get this. So we'll start from ten and work our way up. Okay. Okay. Number ten, Tanya Valkyrie from AAA. 
Ah, John Morrissey's wife. Ah. Uh, number nine, Starlight Kid from Stardom. Ah, okay. Charlotte Flair, WWE. All right. Saya Katatamani? Tamani? You're the one studying Japanese. I'm studying Korean. <laughs> from Stardom. Okay. Jordy Lynn Grace from Impact. Okay. Number five is, is Jade Cargill, AEW. Mm. Number four is Becky Lynch, WWE. Uh-huh. Number three is Thunder Rosa, AEW. Mm-hmm. Number two is Bianca Blair, WWE. Okay, I get and that. And number one is Siri from Stardom. Okay. Now, have you figured out what jumped out at me about this list? Well, A, there's a lot more Japanese wrestlers. And B, there's a bigger um, variety of of uh, where they're wrestling at. Yeah, they're, 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 they, they, there are more different rosters on here than there was for WWE. I mean, for the the tub, the men's, the yeah. men's, because it seemed to be the it was almost all WWE except for I think one or two Ring of Honor and I think not Ring of Honor, um, New Japan. Yeah. And I think one AEW one, which happened to be Punk. Yeah. But yeah, I found it very interesting about the diversity of... There we go, that's the word. The, the diversity of um, of rosters that they picked from. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've got, we've got what here? Three, three, three from Japan, one from Mexico, and then three different American... Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that there's someone from Impact on here to begin with yeah. is a big deal, I think. The fact that there are more, there were two AEW women on here. Yeah. That man, we may want to go back and look, go check. You know, we'll both find go the, look at find the whole find list, the and see where everything list, is. Yeah. See if Willow's Nightingale is on this one too. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand I mean, it. I don't get that either. I mean, maybe it's just her positivity. Yeah, they she could, is so positive they had to put her on the list. I mean, there's, she's so positive. MJF tweeted, tweeted something nice about her. So, you know, you got, I mean, that's, a lot of us on my Tumblr group, our jaws dropped when we saw that. We were like, Really? <laughs> and this is the man who really does not seem to want to break character. He is a Sasha Bear Cohen's <laughs> of wrestling. Yeah. You because know, if anybody's heard the story back from the Borat, uh, when he was shooting the first Borat movie, mm. where he got hammered with a couple of college guys, passed out, woke back up, and was straight back into Borat. Did not break character, even hammered. Mm, MJF is an all-negative do you, you saw the Sky Chili uh, yes, tweets, he did, right? Yeah, he did, he did change his mind, and it is not mid. He did not <laughs> Skyline Chili is not mid. <laughs> this, and, and this is actually not where I was going to go next, but <laughs> this run with him being back has to be probably the best run of a character I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. In fact, I think people need to be talking more about this. I, now, I will tell you, Sami Zayn, even as little as I know about that whole run, from what I've, we've been seeing, we have been enjoying, and everybody's been, you know, gaga over that. And the MJF, I think, blows this out of the water. Yeah. Um, especially this last, this this last dynamite. Oh. And the fact that he got the beat down on you know, with the firm after the the the, the Moxley match. Mm-hmm. Um, it is literally making me go. I have no idea where this is going. <clears throat> but I am so along for the ride. Yeah. Oh no, they've got. Me. Yeah. No, I. I, this I know. This has got me probably as much as the Bray Wyatt stuff. I will yeah. put it on the same level as as Bray Wyatt because the way they have been building this up. I want to see where it's going. He is, and this is this is the interesting thing. And I think the only other time I think I've seen this happen in wrestling was where uh, someone who was supposed to be a heel, being so popular, they had to change it over. 
uh, and I think they only did it for a match, was Stone Cold in Texas. Yes. When he was supposed to be the heel against uh, The Rock. Yep. And and at a WrestleMania in Dallas, I want to say it is. And it just was not going to work. It was not going to work. He, Stone Cold is too over in Texas yep. that they had to kind of play to that. They had mm-hmm. to do that. With MJF, ever since he's been back, he is, I, he's been more over than Punk was. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's been insane. And I think they're handling it very well, which is part of why why I'm so along for the ride is they're they're going okay, let, let let's let this roll. I'm seeing that, and it's yeah, like okay, because you could see in the beginning they were trying to get him, and you could see he was trying to get yeah. the crowd to turn on him. You know, they sent a very popular young man with you know with Yuta. They sent out with him to to confront him. Yeah. Um, and, and that and it just go. wasn't gonna work. The only thing that seemed to work is when he pit, when he put when he pushed Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. And even that really. And, I mean, it hurt him to a point, but he bounced right back. back. I mean, it's it's almost like he's Eddie Haskell of wrestling. Yeah, and the fans are you know the Cleavers. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know where all they see is the nice boy Eddie Eddie Haskell, not knowing he's you know, he's the one that gets you know I can't remember what the Beaver's older brother's name was. Yeah, but he was the one that would get him in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, oh, but it, I mean, it's just. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hell of a storyline, and in fact, I I mean I I I was completely wrong with this whole. I, I, there was part of me, there was mm-hmm. part of me that thought last night that when he came out at first and started taking off all his stuff, like he was going to go save Moxley, and then went back in the tunnel. There was actually part of me that thought what he was going to do, and this would have made him heal huge. Mm-hmm. I almost thought he was running back to go get the chip. The chip. He doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't want. No, he shoved it into Regal's ha- hand oh. when he declared the when he declared the match for full gear. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, he's, okay. He's already cashed it in. in. His, oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't have the chip I anymore. Didn't even, I, I didn't put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, he's he's cashed it if in. He, if he had already, because mm-hmm. that would have, because could you imagine the heel, the heel that would have, I mean, that would have cemented him as oh. heel if he no, had done he, that. No, he couldn't have done that. Remember, the the, the match has already been booked. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't get that there was. Yeah, that that he cashed in his check to do that, and uh, so I missed that. Yes, yes. When he he shoved that into Regal's arms. And, declared, and it sounds like I think what they're doing, is, and this is my own stupidity for not not saying that the um, they're trying not to money. I guess they're trying. Yeah. Not to oh no, Tony's money. already said it's it's not. No, no, yeah. that's not how they're running it. You know. So no, no, no. That. Mm-mm. I knew he wasn't going to go back and cut the chain for the locker room door. No. There was no way he was doing that. But that's going to be... The debate was whether or not it was going to help Mox. Yeah. I really didn't think he would, and he didn't, but... Right. He died, because, I mean, if... The obvious thing was he would have run in and kind of stopped them and then start kicking him himself. Yeah. You know, and be with them, because that would have been... That would have been a pinnacle move. That would have been a pinnacle move, um, <clears throat> that was also something I almost thought about. Because the pinnacle almost is back together. Well, yeah, pinnacle's so back. To, yeah, pretty much. They're, the pinnacle's back together. Well, at, le- at least with Spears and FDR. I FDR. get the impression that that Wardlow's not completely out on. Well, that. no, but then again, I don't. Th- I mean, he was part because... of it, but he wasn't really part of it. He was more of MJF's bodyguard. Because they kind of made that, I mean, the whole, the, with the whole feud between MJF and Warlord. Yeah. They kind of made that 
kind of yeah. that he wasn't. But, I don't know. I got the feeling with MJF out, he's not so much out. Right. And yeah, from from when he was in the ring there with them, when Sean made his uh, when Spears made his return. Right. It would have been interesting if the Pinnacle actually came down to help out, but they I had think, to get out of the locker room, and that door was. No, no, that was just that was the Blackpool's own locker room. They didn't just lock the locker room. Oh, that was the that black. was just the pinnacle. Oh, see, I didn't get that. That was just what the, I, the black. What I, what I got, I th- I thought they had the entire thing blocked off. Okay, I misunderstood that. Okay. I think it was just the Blackpool's locker room, or I may have been wrong. I could have sworn it just had the the sign on it for Blackpool. I because th- a lot of t- because a lot of times these guys are getting their own dressing rooms now. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to go back. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's a clip on YouTube yeah. right now. Yeah, stuff like but that. Then, they, they but like then again, cook. I wouldn't be surprised if they did just they did basically lock up the face locker room and let and made everybody. But mm. you would think of the the amount of man meat that is in. <laughs> they would have torn that door down. But then again, yeah. that's a stadium. That's a working stadium. Yeah, yeah they would have had to rig something up for that. Um, yeah, they would because you can't really break the doors down, right? Because yeah, you you want to be invited back, back to this to facility just, yeah, at some point. Hotel. I wish I could. I, wish, I think that was frolic. It was either frolic call or phantasms. That was one of the. If you read the rules, it said, "Please don't eat the hotel." Yeah, we'd like to be invited back next year. Yeah. Unfortunately, there have been too many times where so too many people have eaten the hotel. <sighs> although, although, although the Hilton is trying to drown itself. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah, that's the little thing. We'll we'll we'll, we'll diverge a little bit. That we actually have a host hotel room. Yep. For next year. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks to our Gimpy. Yes, he has. And yes, that's his nickname. I don't want to hear anybody say. Yep. That's what he goes by. Gippy McGimperton. Yeah. And he chose the name. He's gone through the whole battle with Facebook on it. Yes. <laughs> We're allowed to call him that. Yes. But yes, he has gotten us into the Marriott next year. Yeah. Yay. But. And, yeah. To kind of close out. Last time we recorded, we had started watching... Smackdown again. Mm-hmm. And we have been enjoying Smackdown. Yes. To the point of where we're like, okay, well, let's give Raw a chance. Let's start watching Raw. Mm. Raw did not, has not taken me in, or I'm not yeah, it's... attached to Raw nearly as much as I have with Smackdown. I'm not, yeah, same here. It's just like, it It feels different. Which I guess is kind of the point of having two brands like that. Right. But just, Raw just isn't pulling Raw me seems, in. It's, I'm Raw not interested. Seems, one seems too long because it's three hours long. Mm-hmm. The personalities aren't as interesting. Yeah. Um. I mean, the whole... Uh, Oh, what is it they call themselves? What, Judgment Day? Yeah. That... Judgment Day and OC. Yeah, that, that just started up as we were watching. Because I think we watched the last match where um, well, Rey Mysterio Jr. was there and he wouldn't fight his son. Yeah, and that just that made me uncomfortable. I, I, it pulled me right out. It made me uncomfortable. And I think that may have been one of the reasons why they decided to change some things up. Because yeah. it was kind of an icky storyline. It was very icky. Um, maybe it will be a little better with that part of the storyline gone. But I don't. We I don't. The, the announcers. Uh, yeah, I can't the get, get into are, the announcers. I think that. Yeah, that's another thing. The, the announcers just they they don't feel right. Something something's off balance there. Right, because I, I love Wade Barrett and. I can never remember Michael Michael something Cole Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. They're a great team. They are. They um, maybe it's because they've been around forever and they kind of feel. And, and the thing that hit me, I think, is SmackDown to me 
feels more like dynamite. Yeah. And it feels a little more kind of like that kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I hate the 25-minute suck fest that when the when the nation when the bloodline bloodline comes out yeah um but the thing is is outside of roman and bringing out all that stuff i'm enjoying the storyline between sammy sammy zane and jay uso yeah that's that's been very interesting um I like I like watching like the bruising brawlers and, and you oh know, yeah um, oh Imperium is that yes what Imperium mm-hmm. um love me some Shotzi and her tank girl oh, tank yes love that tank um and I'm telling you I need to find out if Shotzi's look is based on tank girl because if it's not one fucking hell of a uh, yeah it is coincidence. Definitely loving her. You know, the New Day. We already love it. Well, yeah, we've always been... New Day has always had our... Yeah, it's always had a place in our heart. We can't wait for Big E to come back. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have... Did they... Did they? uh, Did I miss if they were going to... You know, we were watching What a a Culture's Wrestling stuff. Did they say whether or not why it's going to be on SmackDown or Oh, right. SmackDown. They pretty much said SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't even made an appearance on Raw, but he's been on SmackDown twice now. Right. And so good. I think that he, yeah, I think, I think his home doing, is going to be SmackDown. What he's doing will probably fit SmackDown better than it will Raw. Yes, absolutely. And ooh, I cannot wait to see where this is going. Right. Who is the guy in the hat with the barbed wire? Who is he? Ah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm happy. I'm drawn in. I am entertained. Yeah, so. <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, both AEW right now and SmackDown at least. Of I've not seen any of NXT. No. Not really. I, I don't know if I really want to. Maybe someday. I don't know. Tuesdays I tend to be kind of busy and, yeah, you know. It's always, and a lot of times I just forget it's on. Right. But maybe we do need to check it out next week or something. Who knows? I'm yeah. happy with I'm happy with SmackDown. I'm happy with Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- happy with Rampage. I'm still watching Dark and Dark Elevation. I mean, not always. I've missed some episodes, but right. I tend to try to at least. I will admittedly skip matches sometimes. Right. Move forward. Like, if, if, if a match just isn't quite what I want to see, I will skip past it. But, right. You know, but, like, I went back and watched that, quote, controversial match that Athena did with, um, what's her name? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The one that everybody said that she was working stiff and that she was trying, you know... Didn't look like it to me. Yeah. But uh, just, anyway. Uh, again, it's it's yeah. it's a part of wrestling fandom. I I hate that it's on my Twitter, and I really wish it would go away. It's because this is not this is not a rehash of the Monday Night Wars. AEW is not trying to take over like no WCW was. It's trying to be its own entity, and mm. the thing is the way they are. They could, everybody right now could survive what they need to watch, you know, survive. They don't need to try to cannibalize each other. No, they're, they don't. They I don't, mean, won't, I don't think they won't. I can't speak for WWE yet, but I don't think AEW has any interest in, in, you do your thing, we'll do our thing, we can be happy. Right. And last thing I want to bring up is the Elite that that weird Thanos elite what video, and they they've put the clip up on YouTube and they called it "What If." That's all it's called is "What If." And I, I'm like, and I've gone back and watched it a couple more times now. And I'm just like, what? Uh, uh, again, I'm intrigued. 
I am intrigued. Yeah. And I mean, you know, some of them are back because, you know, Cutler's already been back having matches. In fact, Dark uh, dark this next week, mm-hmm. we are getting the rubber match between him and pretty Peter Avalon. It's taken two years, but we're finally getting the rubber match. I'm so psyched. Um, are they going to yeah. pull out the dice again? <laughs> they, they, um... <laughs> They, 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 someone did put up a Photoshop of that one picture of where it's the th- it's the young bucks and Omega like mm-hmm. looking all exhausted, but I think they're holding the trios title. But they photoshopped out the the trios title and put one of the WWE titles mm-hmm. in Omega's lap and had the young bucks with I I don't know I think it I think it was either the SmackDown or the Raw. Blue or gray or Blue, red. Yeah, I can't remember which one it yeah. was. Eh, I, I, no. I think no. W, I, the thing is, I think WWE had their shot with them. And they didn't do, and I think that's that's what a lot of the guys that are in AEW are. Are they're like, you guys had us at one point. You didn't do anything with us. We're now here and them. we can have a life and wrestle. Yeah, they were because they're more than you might realize. We're in the developmental for AEW at one point or another, right. and just got passed over. Well, now they've got a place where they could shine. I mean, I can see two two tag teams right now that would never. I don't think. Well, you know, it depends on whether or not they back up the trucks, but I don't mm-hmm. see FTR or Two going back to. Well, there the, are other issues there too, but yeah. Well, right, honestly, right now, if I was a tag team, I would not want to go to the WWE. Yeah. Until until this whole thing with the Bloodline and the Usos Uh, and Roman Reigns basically having the majority of the titles, what's the point of going to... But, you know, and I will admit, I was wrong about Cody when that happened. I was like, no, no, Cody won't go back. There's no way he'll go back. Not the way he was tra- And he did anyway. So I have been wrong, and I'll admit it. Right, but then he... Although he's then... still, just today on his Instagram, was <sighs> had a picture in his stories of his all-access pass from all-in. So, you know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, you haven't forgotten. No, no, I don't think he ever will, and I wouldn't be surprised, depending on how everything goes, whether or not he ends up going back to AEW. Well, um, he's still doing rehab right now. Right, he's not doing anything right now. But yeah, right now, if you're a, if you're a male wrestler, you have two titles to shoot for. You're right con- now, yeah. although sorry, <laughs> three. Because they still are running that stupid twenty four seven title. Really, I thought that got dropped. No, it's I, as, as far as I know, it's still out there. Yeah, I know they've they've changed some things. Like they just announced Triple H has canceled the Hell in the Cell uh, pay per view. Yeah, well, and I think I'm they, I'm happy for that. It sounds like what they're doing is they're getting rid of the more specialized pay per views, and they and should they're start bringing back some of the other ones. Yeah, that but, are, are better for like a year-round thing. I think one of the things they're talking about is King of the Ring. Yeah, that that could come back. I wouldn't mind seeing. I don't know if Great American Bash is because they basically yeah. have not only you know the the all of the old WWE pay-per-views, but they also have the entire line of the WCW you know mm-hmm. stuff, and then they are using. I think it was. Was it this weekend or last weekend? They did Halloween Havoc. Um, last weekend. Okay. Yeah, they they gave that to NXT, but yeah. So. Yeah, but no, I was I was glad to see that. You know, I mean, it's not like there'll never ever be a another Hell in the Cell match, but it's gonna actually be what it should be, which is a specialized a special one-off match, right? That that something has to build. To the necessity of that, and match. I think they're doing that with um, war games. Good, because those are those are those are specialty matches that really they take some building to get to, and just having to have one every year, I yeah. Right, kind of like the elimination chamber. I mean, that's yeah. That just seems to be a yearly match they just have to have. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway. <laughs> uh, hey, we're, we're, we can keep going, but we're oh, going to yeah, stop yeah, here. Yeah. If you love us, if you hate us, if you think we are horrible people to that think Ghostbusters 2015 was a masterpiece, uh, you know how to get us. We're keep geek keep six one six gmail dot com. I don't know. It didn't roll off the tongue as, as well. Um, oh, plus, yeah. we're again bag of chalky dicks. And please, I am not being mean to my to, to my to my wonderful little bunny here. It's a running joke now. It is. You, you wouldn't believe how often that gets said around this house lately. <laughs> um, but we have Twitter. We have Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr is all of hers and her horny friends. Uh, I know there's not a lot there, but you know. I should probably start putting more stuff than just the episodes up on there. Right. You should interview. You know what? That's an off the mic discussion we can have. So, until next time, be good. Or be good at it. Bye. Bye bye.